0: Special delivery I need that Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I am your host, Special, and on this show, I like to do one of two things. Either I'm highlighting brand new music that's dropped, or I'm sitting down with artists to break down their latest project, and that's what we're doing today. Ian Kelly stopped by to talk about his latest project, Champion. We broke down every single song, plus, we talked about, of course, working with Ninth Wonder, his journey from the Bay to Jamla, and so much more. So let's get into it.
1: What's good, y'all? What's going on, Special Delivery? My name's Ian Kelly, coming from me from Jamla Records. And go ahead and tap in with us today.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Ian Kelly's here. How you doing?
1: Pretty good. Very good, actually.
0: Yay! We like that a lot. Man, so much good stuff going on in your life. You got Jamla as a squad, too. You got the show you guys just did in L.A., and we have Champion.
1: <laughs> that we do, that we
0: do. I'm so excited to talk about Champion. Uh, I usually talk about like the cover art and the title, but I feel like you really did a good job of breaking those down on your Instagram. Right. So I'm going to direct the people to Instagram to check out the stories behind the cover art and all the different... Meanings behind the title and all that good stuff. Most definitely. So we'll just focus on the tracks. Gotta get started with town shit. Okay. You really introduced us to Oakland. You're basically our tour guide, kind of taking us through the different streets and areas of Oakland.
2: Right. What's a Bronco to an OJ? First 48 to your code case. Somebody find past the mace, cause these bad boys now bad boys wind up in your convoy. Take your shipping and ghost ride it. If I died and I'm a ghost rider my gas tank like a Street Fighter. Uh, riding around my E Honda. Uh, On 83rd, I saw a Pathfinder. Uh, Windows busted, it's a clear reminder. Uh, my city hungry. Why you think we call raiders, dog? You can't see that we made the sauce when you get lost and ain't paid the cost. Down, down, yeah. I was riding through the feeling more just like a bitch. I was riding through the west, shit on my chest. I was heading towards the north when I hopped off
0: the and What I, was it like making that one?
1: Making that song for me was real important because I felt like, don't get me wrong, I've, I've always gotten the conscious title and I've always gotten the, you know. And just being with Jamma, a lot of people like to throw boom bap on us. So I feel like I'm like, well, let me give you this one that really hits hard so you feel like, okay, no, this feels like Oakland. Like this feels like back home. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole thought process. And then while riding it, I just kind of literally I closed my eyes and like wrote lines because like mentally because I really wanted to feel like I was back home and then from there I started jotting down and everything just kind of started flowing for me.
0: You talk about how you basically wanted to slap. It's produced by Jaron Ratchford. What was it like working with Jaron?
1: Man, working with him was beautiful because actually he's actually in the band called the Stormtroopers back home that actually works with Rhapsody. So he plays the sax and he's already cold on the sax. So I really didn't even know he made beats like that. Then one day he was like, well, you know, Kales, I got some beats. I'm like like okay i'm like well what you got for me Mm -hmm. and i heard that one i'm like yeah i need this
0: the other thing i love about that track is it opens up with you kind of like working on lines and then it ends with almost what we'd call like a poem almost. Right. What were those approaches to the song?
1: For me, I honestly, I just kind of wanted to expand on the structure of song making. I feel like there's like, you know, a lot of A, B, A, B, C type of, you know, structures. And for me, when I heard that, I wanted to talk to the people. I'm like, all right, I just spit you this story, but now let me talk to you, too. So to really bring it home. Like, so the spoken word part was my exclamation point. And, you know, that's something I like to do every now and then. Of course, I rap all day long. But every now and then, the spoken word kind of helps me tap into a different creativity, you know, mentally-wise.
0: I love that so much. That leads us to storytelling. Storytelling. Don't you know I got a story to tell? Where you
2: from? Where you from? Is it that side? 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 Put up on the homie. He told me to pop the trunk. Luckily at this time, I was married to Lady Luck. He had a bag and a zigzag burning amongst the elements. Said he had a story. I'm hoping he don't embellish it. What's inside the bag? He told me, well, that's relevant That's irrelevant. I put just I'm hoping
0: think my favorite I'm such a fan of stories really okay yeah. Because I go all the way back, I always put Slick Rick in my top five, Right. because he is such a storyteller.
1: That's wild,
0: okay. That one is so cool, too, because I feel like there's almost a couple different interpretations you can do with that. Right. Because the ending is a little bit open, of course, produced by Crisis, who is incredible. Right,
1: Crisis is a genius.
0: How did you approach that one?
1: So, as soon as I heard the beat, it just gave me this feeling of a night, bro. you know, and that's what I'm talking about in the story, where I was chilling with my homie, you know, making a couple moves, and I just heard it, and it sounded like kind of dark and that's what the night felt like and honestly while making that song so it's funny you mentioned slick rick knife actually told me that a while ago when i recorded a song and i had worked on you know kind of like punch-ins and playing with my voice he said that's it he was like that no lies Stuff slick rick used to do he was like in that storytelling aspect he was like you do that he was like that is actually gonna bring people in so as soon as i heard the beat i thought about that combo with knife and i was like storytelling so then right from there i was like okay let's let's run with it and then so pretty much as you hear in the story, I have certain parts where I'm talking from my end, or you from me. Then I have other parts where I'm coming from the passenger, just so he could kind of chime in. I got one section where you hear me actually talking as a police officer, mm-hmm. but that's why I left it open, so everybody could just try to figure out, like, all right, is he good or is he not good at the end? Mentally, I'm letting you know I'm okay, but you really won't know unless you really listen and listen really hard.
0: One of those ones you got to run back just a couple times. <laughs> just to get the story down, you're like, wait, what happened? And just really listening for all those different voices, too, because it's right. like, not only is this a story, but it's It's a story told in three different perspectives. Exactly. Super, super dope. Then we get into my own lane.
2: when I'm facing, like storefronts, is a whole nation. I ain't complacent. I'm chasing the side of Crystal's Lake. Boys in the hood getting shot next to Ricky's Lake. I've been aiming at my dreams. Please let me demonstrate. All these new rappers just belong on my dinner plate. Hang been to church in a minute. What a sinner say. Guess I fit in when we congregate. Yeah, I got a plan. Yes, we can. Like Obama say. Yes. I feel
0: like that one's really about resilience. Right. And really being like, okay, I've been through all this. This is where I'm at now. Of course. Course produced by amp kind of paint us the picture of writing that one if the people are new to you or they've known you as kells and gone through this journey right. with you what was that one like
1: so when i was sitting down writing that one it was actually one of those days i was in the studio and to be honest, I was hearing songs from Q. I was hearing songs from Rube and Rap, and they were just busting. Like they were just kind of like just snapping. And I thought to myself, "I'm like, all right, hold on. Like I'm, I'm about to snap too. I'm not gonna just sit here, just hold on, chilling." And when I heard the beat, it just kind of like I'm just like Rap. That's all I said to myself. I'm like Rap. And no lie, let the people know how you feel. So that track really is kind of more like my vent track. Every now and then, artists have give you that vent track. That's what that was was for me.
0: I love that. And then late night. Back to the storytelling. <laughs> like
2: Tell him that we don't need to rhyme. We don't got much to hide Kinda crazy, man. you slid into my DMs. Ah. Talking about chilling on the weekend. First question: if I had any BMs. Cause you don't wanna see them, you wanna be my favorite. or well, that escalated. No worries, check time. Meet me at five. You prefer that I come through a round nine. Sex equals chemistry, baby, I'm Bill 9. Picking up what you put down and cosign.
0: Late Night is crazy though because it could have just been like some real surface level shit about just creeping and going to somebody's house and you know what I mean? Doing what you do and hey, whatever. Right. But the more you get into the track, the deeper it gets about the kid but then about self-love right which concept kind of came first did you go okay i want to do a song about self-love or oh i want to do a song where there's kind of a twisted ending how did that one come about
1: so that one i actually kind of flowed into the ending so i really started off just kind of like it was more of the storytelling aspect again i just kind of wanted to talk about a night and pretty much it's a night about creeping and I you know everybody relates to it we all, we all been there but what hit me is that I have two nieces mm-hmm. and they listen mm. and I kind of always stop the think I'm like alright I could talk about whatever I want to they're gonna love me regardless but I'm like what can I give them something to walk away with too so that they know like okay well you know what on could still give me something real so that's why as I started getting towards the end I'm like but let me still paint this real picture cause I'm not saying that what I'm doing is perfectly right yeah. I'm not saying what the other person doing is perfectly right but I'm letting you know This is life.
0: So, so good. And just tapping onto the self-love concept and how important that is and how self-love makes us do wild, weird things and creates loneliness and just makes us act out. How important was that part of the song to you?
1: That part was very important to me because I feel like we all do things that we probably regret out of a lack of self-love and sometimes you need to stop and look in the mirror and like, all right, what am I really doing? Like, let me kind of get back to who I am. So that part is the reason why I kind of definitely started near the end of the song where I wanted the people to feel that like love part or that part of you kind of really trying to focus on yourself mm-hmm. so that people understand it's like, like okay, no matter what I'm going through, if I come back to self-love, then that part is going to help me for the next step.
0: And then we get to what I feel like is everybody's favorite. Better. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs>
1: I think I'm losing you,
2: I think I lost you Law of attraction has me hoping there's a part two And let's be honest like women who finally call it quits Inside of arguments where every single word is flipped I ain't shit but I'm sorry I know I left the stain I ain't right, you been drowning inside this candy rain Used to call me your king, So the dream, don't have a dream Knowing damn well that you really were the growth for me Every ounce of love of It's everybody's oh,
0: yeah. favorite, but that's warranted because it's so damn good <laughs> Produced by Zenan, shout out to Zenan. Shout out to Z Featuring Heather Victoria, shout out to her, she's oh, incredible always.
1: Shout out to sis for sure
0: And you tweeted not too long ago, everyone should thank 9th Wonder because he called it Yes What? does that mean
1: okay so this song <laughs> is really funny this song i made a while back mm-hmm. you know i made made want to say nine months to a year ago i want to say i made this song and it was funny because when i made the song i liked it like you know it was cool but that was at that time period i had been making so much more music on that mm-hmm. when i would go back and listen to it sometimes i'd be like Nah, it's corny to me like and, and and surprisingly enough like knife was just like no knife shook his head he was like what is wrong with you he was like he was like that needs to go on there and then and he then joked with me he was like you don't want to be that rapper he was like "Where well, you don't have nothing for the women he was like you don't want to be that guy and i was like you right that's real yeah. and we put it on the tape and no lie everybody loved it so it makes me laugh because I like the song, too. That's probably my least favorite one on the project, surprisingly. But I love the song as well, though. So it's tight. It's gotten that reaction.
0: Well, when is your favorite? No, they're like your kids. It's hard to pick. I right, get it. Right. But you said Better was your least favorite, so that means you might have an actual favorite.
1: Personally, my actual favorite? It might be Town Shit. Mm. Yeah, it just might be the Oakland in me. It might be Town Shit.
0: <laughs> oh, damn. That makes me realize we got to go back to My Own Lane. My Own Lane, you ended with the isms. Which is so important coming from the Bay Area? <laughs> was it the beat that spoke to you? Was it something you always wanted to do? Why put the isms at the end of my own life
1: The way I, I see, it, especially where we from, you know, we sometimes we like to call it P talk. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I still you still gotta get this doses of where I'm from though, like you know. And another reason why I really kind of just broke that down like that at the end mm-hmm. is because once again, it's one of those beats when you hear it sounds real boom bad bass so you know a lot of people would just kind of be like oh okay he's giving me that vibe and then I wouldn't be like but let me talk like this so it was like oh hold on like where is he from like what's going on here so that was the main reason why I started like breaking it down like that at the end
0: now we get to deja vu Produced by Eric G. I'm laying on the ground and there's no
2: breath. I think he just left. I think I just swept. I didn't shed a tear. There's no disrespect. But think I'm slipping like souls when the ground's wet. I'm too numb to this. Damn, I'm too numb to this. But that's okay. I'll see you next lifetime. I told Erica, this is America. She told me I was childish. The bottom line, deaf to a blind eye. Yes, I'm still hearing you. I got passion, I got dry, so I'm steering us. It's like I've been here before, but I ain't seen a enough. I know hood Don't make me call your bluff. I know good niggas. This one
0: like is gorgeous because to me it's about death but coming to peace with it. Right. And just how important that is. At what point did you reach that peace and also at what point did you realize that you wanted to put it in a song?
1: Mm, two very good questions. Um I probably feel like I reached that peace no lie right around the time I made that song. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of things that, you know, just being from where I'm from that we all go through. We, you know, we witness a lot. We see a lot. And it was just one of those days where I'm like, well, I just kind of wanted to release and let go. But in the same breath, I had been seeing so many other friends, that were like people like dying around them and stuff on my social media and stuff on my timeline. I'm like, I feel like this is one for all of us where we all can kind of like relate to this one. So that was my real reason for even like pinning that one together.
0: And then slide through. Produced by Zenin, really talking about relationships in 2018. Right. And the importance of face-to-face communication.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: not on your Twitter feed. Attention is a drug, and I can tell that you overdeed. Yeah, I understand pretty much you've been over me. Subtweet, delete, yeah, we know the recipe. Not reciprocity. Peep my philosophy, I'ma pull up on you. Carry from another three. All these niggas leave a stain, you forget to grab the bleach. All you know is bad habits that these bad bitches teach. 28 breathing, but you died at 23. And everything repeated is a lesson that resurrected. We see you press the gas and you don't go nowhere. You ask a guy what's really fair, but you don't take the time to really care. Stuck in motion. No waves and no ocean, you just floating. You like a camera that has no focus. Damn. We don't talk, we just argue about dumb shit. About to pull up and stuff. What
0: was it like making that
1: one? That one was good because, no lie, I wanted to finally kind of like just show people and even just show women, like, hey, look, like I understand the new age, I understand the whole tech scenario and all this and that. But nah, I still grew up on some real one politics. Like, right, we need to talk face to face. Like, it's cool. You're going to say whatever over this phone. Pull up on me. I'm going to pull up on you so we can really holler and talk about this. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason why I wanted to make it. I just feel like there's so many things that maybe even as males in this dating world that we do that I feel like is off I'm like all right look fellas like I I get it where we get you know in tune to just kind of staying in a rut I'm like but nah sometimes we got to step out the box and really be like all right kind of show women once again we are men because Mm -hmm. I've seen so many bashing and so many different things on my social media I was like all right time out let's let's stop this let me come at you like this then
0: leading by example
1: (laughs) trying to do my part
0: just really important nowadays the fundamentals of so many things can just be solved if you just just pull up on somebody and really talk face to face.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: It's so simple, yet so powerful.
1: It really is, and no lie, you get like away from any gaziness that you think somebody's going to put over a text or whatever, it's like, no, nah, handle your emotions right here. So that's the, the best way I feel like you can go about it.
0: That leads us to hitting, Produced by Cash.
2: Worldwide, so it's even little fingers on these sign. I keep dodging these fireholes while looking at lost souls. No, I'm not a shooter, just insist like I'm Rondo. You the main attraction, then I guess I'm a sideshow. Then I left school and started making a slideshow. My mama said you stupid, need to trust on the Bible. I your father and mother, look at the title. But we heathens on the weekend, we drinking, talking to demons. I don't know if it's me or myself, was my rival? Homie me some issues with a magazine and pistol. But who am I to judge when I don't know what I
0: have some of my favorite lines on there. Okay. Looking at my city like you made me, though, Geppetto to Pinocchio. I'm such a sucker for really nuanced random dope references <laughs> like i mean even throughout the project like you reference bill nye and bob Barker, just like random pop culture footy shit <laughs> but the geppetto line that's just dope because you're talking about how your city made you geppetto made pinocchio right what was it like making that line?
1: no lie for me making that line it kind of reminded me of something i always said to myself i'm like my parents helped raise me mm-hmm. but oakland was my third parent Mm. So, you know, that's why I had to throw that in there. I'm like, you know, you made me, though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my mom and dad raised me. But, you know, what I saw in Oakland was really kind of helped make me who I am.
0: Favorite Disney movie? Ooh. Aladdin. Mm. Aladdin. How do you feel about the new one?
1: I got to wait and see. I'm hoping it's dope. So I saw how they kind of, how they were kind of doing the new Lion King. Yeah. I'm like, that looks pretty ill. If it's along the same lines of that, it could be A-okay
0: were hoping for good time my other favorite line on hitting if money wasn't a problem would you take different routes mm-hmm. what was it like making that one when did you come to that idea
1: so to be honest me and my big bro gq we've actually have had conversations and you know one of the conversations me and him have had before was just kind of like you know, we wonder how many people would even be doing rap or even be making music, you know, if they didn't have to. Like, let's say, no lie, I put $2 million in your pocket today, and you're an artist. Do you still continue to make music? Are you still going to invest? Or did you hit your jackpot and you're good already? So that's the reason why I had to throw that one out there.
0: And it's so interesting that you have that conversation with GQ too because he came up in basketball. And you think about, okay, how do people get rich? You know what I mean? Right. Especially black men in 2018? Right. How, do, how do they really define success? Not even define success, but how is success paved for them? Right. And it's sports or rap. So it's like, yeah, if somebody was willing to give you a bunch of money, is that still your passion? Is that still your thing? Because this is what they've paid for you, but is that really even what you want or what you're into? So right. that's such an interesting conversation to have. And really just an interesting... Things to think about regardless. Like, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for money or are you just doing it just to do it?
1: And no lie, I feel like those conversations just, you know, we have a lot of conversations in between the camp, but like, you know, those type of conversations always kind of help and kind of stick with me because, you know, it kind of brings me back down to a good level of things, you know especially with this new thing and me being signed and the whole new deal, a lot of people, you know, are like, they'll tell me things, but it's always good to kind of have a level head, you know. I've heard things like, oh, you're a superstar now, or da-da-da, and I'll be like, I'm still driving Lyft, y'all. So, you know, (laughs) like, I I, I understand where, you know, it's, it's a balance to it all. So that conversation with Q actually helped a lot even writing that song.
0: And I think that line is super interesting, too, because I think your route is an incredible route to work on music here in oakland and just grind it out and make tons of music and tons of projects and then you know what i mean get your degree be a behavioral therapist <laughs> and you. then go hey you know what i'm gonna pick up i'm gonna go to north carolina right. and the way that just came full circle and now it's like oh you're signed to Jamla, you're on the projects, you're doing shows with them, you got this project like such an interesting route, but such a route. That was true to you. Like, I've heard you talk about how your mom isn't really cool with the whole situation, (laughs) but to really be true to yourself and say, hey, regardless of whatever I have going on, this is what I know that I need to do. Right. What was that decision like? Because a lot of people aren't going to make that decision. But the people who do are incredible people.
1: First of all, shout out to you doing your research because that was that was nice right there. (laughs) When y'all listen to this, see how she just did that. Take some notes. All right. (laughs) Man, for me, it's really been a journey. And I think every single bump and bruise has really found, I found out it has really turned into a blessing. And I think for me, what I have done in my life can be considered scary to a lot of people. But one of the most important things that I feel like my father told me before he passed away, he was like, is don't be afraid to go for what you really want to go for. And he also told me, and it's, it's tatted on me too. If it is to be, then it's up to me. Yeah. So those are things that I always realize. I'm like, all right, you really won't know unless you go try to take a leap of faith for it. And so my dad actually, he wanted to do radio, mm-hmm. and he worked really hard for it. And finally, he got on radio, and he told me he was like, he realized like, all right, he accomplished something, but. That wasn't his end goal. Yeah. So that was the same thing with me when it came with music. I'm like, all right, I got to go hard for it and see how how far I really want to go with this. Like, is this really what I want to do? And the more and more I kept on pushing, like, i lose sleep over music. Like, the more and more I just kept on going, I'm like, I can't live without music. Yeah. So then that's when I realized, I'm like, all right, let's go for it. Like, it's time to leap. So that's when I was like, I'm like, you know what? Oakland, I love you. Bay Area, I love you, but I got to make these certain moves so I can come back and give back to the area I love.
0: And you're doing it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. Man, I'm it's working.
0: It's so, so good. It's just dope to see the full circle aspect of it to uh, where I it's like, that. you know. And, of course, I know you probably feel like you still got work to do. We all definitely. still have work to do, but you got to stop sometimes and be like, oh, this is dope. You no, know what I, I mean?
1: I, I definitely have. And I think the part that where I really feel is really tight to me is the fact that I did used to work with kids and youth and like those who are still watching me and seeing me, like they get to really tap in and be like, yo, like I, I'm really seeing it. And that's why I'm like, I've, I'm trying to tell you, like I told you a long time ago, you do certain steps, you'll get to where you need to go. So that part is always dope to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So that feels good in that aspect. But really I try to just, I do say, applaud myself and say, good job Ian, go ahead, keep doing your thing. But I get right back on the horse and kind of get back to working. Cause you, you have to, especially with I won't say the high expectations I have of myself, but where I see things going, I feel like if we stick on the right route, things can turn to something special.
0: I mean, always working is the key. Definitely. But once again, leading by example, you know what I mean? Being able to show those kids that you were working with, like, no, I dedicated myself to this and look at it now and look where it's going to be. So it's cool for those kids to see that. Definitely. And then the last track, Do do Something, something three prize. Woo!
2: What goes up must come down So amazing What goes up must come down So amazing Like your ego Once they finally beat my finals rate. We so loving every since But you love hating Like I was Chris Still trying to get an education Revelation Which burst you need? If
0: people are paying attention They know that it's on Jamla's a squad too Exactly And I think it's cool too Because of course You had Heather Victoria But for the most part Champion is just you Right Which is very very keep using the word important but whatever (laughs) it's it's very important for someone it's not even that because this is not your first project right your first project is ian kelly we'll get into that i'm super right super into that whole philosophy and how that happened gotcha it's not your first project but it's your first project on jamla it's you really announcing yourself so to do it with almost no features and then at the end kind of bring guys who seem like your road dogs in and put that You know, as the last track, was that a conscious thing or did it just kind of happen?
1: I think um, it just kind of happened. Originally, you know, we just wanted kind of eight tracks for the EP. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sitting down, talking to Knife and putting everything together. He was like, actually, we're going to throw do something on there, too. And I was like, all right, bet. And originally, if you see the song on um, Jammin' the Squad Mm 2, it's it's me and Swank. And then for the reprise, we added another, you know, person named King Draft. Mm -hmm. To me, those are two younger brothers for me. Like you know, don't get me wrong. Like they're they're bigger than me, but <laughs> <laughs> but like no, but like those are like like two homies that I I've been around who I've seen working and working really hard. And you know, and they'll be around like the stew. And they you know we all show love to each other. And having them on the project, I was like, man, rightfully so. And to be honest, like they both killed their verses. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that enough, but I'm here to let you know like they killed their verses. So I I love actually that they were on the project and it's always cool just kind of seeing everybody kind of win. Everybody kind of get themselves out there. I'm always about that.
0: Mm-hmm. So was that a conversation like, okay, I'm going to do these eight tracks solo or was it like, oh shit, I just did eight tracks by myself. Like what was the foundation of it?
1: Foundation of it was first kind of like I did like the eight tracks really just kind of solo mm-hmm. and then, um, Um, little by little other pieces started getting added in Um, Do Something we actually made Do Something a while back Mm. so funny thing about Do Something I wrote that two years ago (laughs) that one actually came two years ago and then like the last four bars I added like you know a couple new bars Mm -hmm. but that I think that verse was actually one of the verses that kind of like were ninth originally was like Okay, I, I got my eye on him mm. so that that was tight, but um everything else really was mainly me better actually originally didn't have h v on it heather victoria originally she wasn't on it, and then you know we heard it, and then knife heard something he was like throw heather on it too mm-hmm. and then when he did that i'm like oh wow that did bring you know something out even a little bit more so it was kind of tight how the main foundation was me mm-hmm. and then we kind of sprinkled in other people's other you know pieces around so they all kind of came together
0: mm-hmm. i love that so much and of course ninth produced, do something right my favorite jam story is from years ago talking to Rap and her saying that she's a complete beat hoarder. Like, she gets (laughs) in trouble in the studio because she hears something, she's like, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Right, right. And your project is dope because you have people from all over JAMLA on the project, like all the different producers. It's a great showcase of, of course, ODS and also JAMLA coming together. But when it comes to ninth beats, what's your approach? Especially... As the new kid.
1: So, as the new kid on the block, I need more ninth beats. I understand the pecking order, so I got I got get in line with that too. But no lie, just approach, man. When you hear Ninth make beats, he he makes beats in like five minutes, and they'll be crazy. So it, you'll sit there and you'll just be like, "What in the world?" So like, no lie, anytime you get a Ninth beat, your automatic approach is, "I gotta kill it." Like like, it, it's 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 mandatory. And not to say you shouldn't feel like that on every beat, but it's just when it comes from Ninth and you get it, it's just like. All right, this hits hard. Let's let me make something crazy to this. So
0: well, and especially too, like you talking about him listening to other tracks and him really being an executive producer on the whole project. Like Definitely. he'll hear other songs that you do with other producers and be like, oh, you know, insert this, insert that. So when you're on his shit, you're like, okay, like I have to go hard. I have to really kill this because he's gonna come back with some feedback. So. It's just really about him being the legend that he is and showing up for that, but also him playing a part in every single aspect of the project.
1: Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to say this, too. All of the Soul Council goes crazy. All, all of the Soul Council is sick. So getting any you know anything from them, when I get anything in my email and I'm laced up, I'm, I'm happy. But I'll be honest. I think sometimes like rap, I, I've had some beat hoarder syndrome. I've, I'm, I'm working on it. You feel me? I will say I feel like Q Q and Ruben are probably the best at getting the beats and, you know, I'm good to you. Me, I'm pretty decent. Mm -hmm. But every now and then I got my beat hoarder. You know, so I'm the type where like I'll get a beat and I'll write two, three songs to the beat. You know, Mm -hmm. I might I might overthink it. So, you know, so I try to, you know, like I'm trying not to overthink stuff. Usually when it comes to me beat hoarding, it's never really just me not listening to the beat at all, just being lazy is really me kind of like overthinking it and I have to be like, all right, slow down Ian. Like, mm-hmm. just kind of like pick something and, and go with it, so.
0: That's fascinating. Anything else you want to tell the people about Champion?
1: Let's see, Champion actually got made during a process where, so here's the thing a lot of people don't know. Champion is just the EP, mm-hmm. it's the EP. A lot of people have been calling, calling it the album. I actually have an album I am working on and I actually have a good foundation of it already kind of worked on now it's more about fine tuning make sure I'm pretty sure more stuff is gonna change cause you know it's just the whole process the creative process mm-hmm. but Champion actually came from that so it's kinda tight seeing stuff that like wasn't even on the album or stuff like that and, and seeing people's reactions and I'm like wow i'm like okay you guys like that you're ready i get it pretty, pretty, pretty much so that's the whole thing from champion um the name came about mm-hmm. so originally champion was gonna probably be called ian kelly you know just the ep my name kind of you know changing it and kind of just being out there but i thought about it one time I, I was writing a verse like two three months ago from when the project dropped two three months ago from that point point. and i remember i wrote a, a line and i was like i'm like I'm like champion, but you can call me champion, and I was just kind of playing with it. And then I was thought about that line. I'm like champion. Oh, turn the O into an A, and then I was like boom. So I got I got that right there.
0: Got it. <laughs> the pen skills just transfer into the, the fucking led the, the title. It's crazy. It's so so good. Yay! Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate you having me in.
0: No problem.
1: Like this is one of the dopest interviews I've had in a minute.
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> And thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. And then reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part was or just say hello I'm on Twitter, at Special Says. And on Instagram, it's at Special Says as well. Plus, I'm gonna have another segment coming out with Ian Kelly soon, talking about his name change, more stories about working with Jamla, and so much more. So you're gonna wanna reach out and tap in. I appreciate it. And as always, this episode is dedicated to 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 Marlin, do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.